Now, today's gospel gave me a rare chance to write what you know. You see, so many of Jesus' parables involve habits and practices from a first century pre-industrial society that are really challenging to confidently talk about today. I pretty much know nothing about sheep herding, for example, or the challenges of being a Samaritan among the Israelites, or a fig tree's harvest season. But this week, this week, we're hearing about planting and gardening, about seeds that grow while the, while the sower sleeps, or the tiny mustard seed that will grow into a mighty bush. This I know something about. My lettuces and herbs, whose microscopic seeds I planted several days ago, are starting to poke through the soil in our backyard. The hydrangeas I planted a few weeks ago are starting to blossom, and soon their blue and purple flowers will brighten our front yard with their soothing blooms. You see, gardening is my happy place. And finally, I thought, I can speak from experience to the gospel. But as is often the case, Holy Spirit had other things in mind. The events of the week, especially the untimely passing of our dear brother, Kevin McKay, have led me elsewhere. And as I said earlier, Kevin was, by all definition, a larger-than-life character. As I mentioned, think of him as family, with all the loving and equally maddening parts that our family. You see, Kevin's spirit was very much with me as I prepared this sermon. Kevin hovered over me as I made notes on the scriptures as I read the commentaries. Now, an earlier version of me, say three or four years ago, when I first came here, might have gone into a sermon that was on detail on the seed germination process, connecting the planting, waiting, and growth to Jesus' death and resurrection. Or, or I might have sought to explain the parable. Both of those would not be great sermons, especially explaining the parable. By any measure, it's a fool's errand. How do you explain the unexplainable? How exactly is the kingdom of God like a mustard seed that grows into a mighty bush? Kevin wouldn't have stood for it. And as the reading notes at the end, the parables aren't meant to be understood in the way we say understand a recipe or directions to assembling a table or something. They are meant to be just out of grasp of their listeners. In first century Judea, as well as today, the parables walk with us on our journey of faith. And each time we encounter them, they may open themselves up to something fresh, something new. On, on Wednesday night, Amanda Moore, Peggy, and I sat Shiva with Kevin following the decision to disconnect him from life support. And note, I say Shatsiva sat Shiva intentionally, as Kevin was a great Judeophile and would appreciate the terms Jewish connections. So we sat Shiva marked by long periods of silence, broken only by the occasional hiss of the blood pressure cuff and the rare beep from the now silenced machines that surrounded him in his hospital bed. I had just finished studying today's epistle reading, 2 Corinthians, and Paul's closing words echoed through my head as I sat there. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. Everything has become new. Now about this reading, the 14th century medieval mystic, Meister Eckhart, who is another of Kevin's favorites, said, quote, the spiritual life is not a process of addition, but rather of subtraction, end quote. We subtract what initially fills us, ambition, 
suffering, trouble, remorse, whatever. And we form, are formed into a new creation. And watching Kevin lie in his hospital bed, seeing him finally at peace, I thought of how little so much of what fills our life actually means. And I'm talking in the larger scheme of things. Let's say through a kingdom of God lens, if you will. Material things, petty grievances, family divisions, all have the possibility of melting away. Kevin was surrounded by those who love him. Visitors from here who, made, who paid last respects on Thursday and Friday. The constant presence of his dear friend Amanda. The prayers offered up by Peggy and myself. And even his long estranged sister, also named Amanda, joining with us virtually as we offered last rites and anointing. Those were the things that mattered. All the rest had been subtracted away. His anxieties, his anger, his fears, all those melted away. And Amanda told me that one of Kevin's last words to her on the Saturday he went into the hospital was, quote, God will heal me no matter what the outcome. Death, too, can be healing. Death, too, can be healing. And what a powerful statement and one I hope to carry to my own death when it comes. Someone once said that Jesus told so many parables that he became one, that his life, death, and resurrection became one great parable to be told and retold, to be understood and misunderstood. And I think in those final words to Amanda, Kevin understood a little bit more about the parable that is Jesus Christ, the comfort in a death that is brightened by the promise of the resurrection. Now there will be time to celebrate Kevin's life. So what can we take away this morning from these sometimes confusing parables? How exactly is the kingdom of God like a planted seed that grows while the sower sleeps? Now that speaks to me of our absolute dependence on God's grace, which is being freely offered. If we just get out of the way, if we subtract, we will grow with God if we die to our own petty concerns. And how is God's kingdom like a tiny mustard seed that grows into a mighty bush? How does the parable that is Jesus Christ reveal the kingdom of God to us today? Once again, I'm inclined to retreat into the vast mystery of it all, to seek to understand less and open myself more to the idea that I'm not meant to understand in my head, but I'm meant to feel in my heart. Maybe that's what the subtraction that Meister Eckhart refers to. Jesus told parables because he didn't want us to pretend that we can really understand it. In understanding something, we think we can dissect it, take it apart, know each of its parts, and then put it back together again as we see fit. But we can't. In parables, Jesus is speaking to our imaginations. They walk along us and change as we need them, all through God's grace. Today's mustard seed won't be tomorrow's mustard seed, or the day after, or the day after that. It will grow and provide shade and protection for us exactly as we need it at that moment, all because of God's grace, freely given, undeserved. Today we're reminded that we can strip away, that we can subtract all that fills our lives and distracts us from this grace, from God's grace. 
all the cares, concerns, regrets, troubles, grievances, whatever. Just try it for a moment. We're able to do this because we are united to Christ and brightened by the promise of the resurrection. As that brilliant, maddening, loving scholar that is Kevin McKay reminded us, even in our worst state, even in our death, there is healing. As he said among his last words, God will heal me no matter what the outcome. Death too can be healing. Thanks be to God. Amen.